welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are doing the Fast and Furious. And this week we're doing Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Did your brain shut off there for a minute? Well, yeah, yes, it did. Because <laughs> we even did the, the practice record. <laughs> <laughs> it did because this is the third movie, correct? That Technically, came out. yes. So nope, my ma- the, my is, brain hurts seven, because we've seven. done six, we've done five movies already, and yes. now we're getting to the third one. Yep, that is wait, correct. Wait, wasn't six the last one? Yes. I, I guess there. I guess there was no movie zero. Yeah, it's like, it's like the 21st century thing. So I got it right. <laughs> As I'm your host, Joseph Lessel, I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. I am about to spend the next hour to two hours defending this movie with every fiber of my being. Uh, and then the uh, British guys, you, Keith Swetland. <laughs> I'm about to spend the next hour talking about how they don't make 12 packs of LaCroix anymore. <laughs> it's, just, it's just eight packs. <laughs> it's really upsetting. Fucking callback. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, but like, seriously, like, were you guys not thinking about Mario Kart the whole time watching this movie? Do you know you can actually do Mario Kart in the streets of Tokyo? No. What? You can now, what? yeah. Yeah, you can rent go-karts and drive through Tokyo. All right, I'm going. I'm Donkey Kong. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Drift King. Drift uh, King. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, as I said, we're doing Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Uh, came out June 16th of 2006. It's the movie that should have killed the franchise. In a way, uh, directed by Justin Lin, who has done uh, four, five, six, and I believe he did nine, and sh- rumored for ten. How is it the man who made five, like a masterpiece of a movie, the best movie in the fake movie experts' opinion, <laughs> also did this movie? I mean, well. It's- Oh, sorry. Go I would ahead. say I would say I think Fast Five came out in 2011. Uh, yeah, it did in 2011. This came out five years before, so it, uh, you know, technology. I don't he know. He learned to be a better director in that time period. Yeah, he like went to action movie so. school. <laughs> so we're doing this movie as it, like I said, came out then. Uh, has none of the original cast from one or two. As a new cast, we have well, Lucas. Joe, you you say that. Oh, but we there's have one. a pretty big there's reveal one. at the yes. end. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, it stars Lucas Black as Sean Boswell. We have the Han, his original movie, Song Kang. Um, and then we have Brian T as DK. I love and that then, guy. By the way, he is like. He always plays assholes, but he's really good at playing an <laughs> asshole. Uh, Nathalie Kelly as Neela and Shad Moss, or as we knew him in 2006, as Bow Wow. As uh, can he transition to? Had he transitioned to adult Bow Wow at this point? I I I no, want to say is still Bow Wow. I want to like, say like medium Bow Wow. He was medium Bow Wow at the time. <laughs> that was a um, terrible joke. I'm sorry. It's, it's fine. You've it's done fine. a lot worse. I know, but that one was like boring and just like not even. Oh, 
it's not offensive, so it's not that. No, funny not it's not like what am I? Some kind of like South Park Grimlord asshole. I mean, kind of. <laughs> no. Jesus, he's he's got feelings, man. He's already off the rails here. <laughs> Keith, do you want to tell me about how deep Rick and Morty is and how much meaning oh, it God. has? Yeah, I'm just saying, Rick is a a person we should idolize and respect, and he's a very um like deep and intelligent character. <laughs> uh, I. I know this is Keith. This is your first time watching this movie. Very first uh, time. I watched this at the dollar fifty. Cool. That's a good place for it. And uh, it was worth at the time. It was not worth the dollar fifty. <laughs> I don't remember if I saw this in theater because my thing used to be I would go to my dad's every summer. Like I would go live with my dad for like a month every summer to like just go spend time with him. And he always had satellite television and had all the movie channels. Dang. And like, I just remember one of those summers, Tokyo Drift was in like, I would watch it like every other day on the movie channels. <laughs> like there. I'm like, fuck yeah, Tokyo Drift. All right. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned the dollar fifty theater because like as you said that, I had this like all that all the nostalgia waving in of like the smells and like the feelings and textures of that place. And I feel like so I watched this movie last night just like sitting on the couch just eating whatever i was having for dinner i forget but i was watching the movie and as you said that i'm thinking if i could have like if i could transport myself with my current brain and age and body and life and your age really yeah go to the dollar (laughs) yeah go to high school (laughs) (laughs) kind of like lucas block yeah no and if i went and watched this at the the cinemark springfield dollar cheap 50 cheap theater and watch it there i think i would have loved it i think i would have had such a good time this is such a perfect perfect like theater like bad theater movie <laughs> it is such it's it is a bad movie i, I will <laughs> just get it is a bad movie but it's a bad movie to me that is fun and like so i just love it like it's one of those things where like you're making fun of it the entire time you're watching it and you're just like what the fuck what is this dude's accent that apparently is just his normal speaking voice? <laughs> um, why is Han running a wayward home for fucking high schoolers <laughs> in his garage? Yeah, he's like 30. <laughs> I think when they originally released this movie, they're having him play a 20 year old in his thirties. But then when they re like set how the movie order went, he is playing a 30 year old, which is how old he was when he was filming this movie. Oh yeah, this, this movie's bonkers. <laughs> I can't wait to hear uh Keith's you know first impressions of this movie as I'll throughout the whole day we kept getting uh the whole night last night as he's watching it. What is going on? <laughs> he is a child. <laughs> this movie's weird. I really appreciated the Zachary Brown tweet or text yeah. of like Zachary Brown is in this. No, I saw, yeah. I, I, I told him by his, I, I called him by his real name and the text yeah, you, message you, there, Bradley, Brad Taylor. <laughs> Where, oh, yes, oh. the the oldest Taylor child who yeah. we watched grow into an actual teenager on television in the 90s oh, was just, now playing a teenager 10 years later. We like watched him do puberty in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, to uh, be creepy and tell people where we live, watched him get arrested for domestic disturbance just this last year. Wasn't that in our own hometown here? Yeah, yes, it sir. happened. Yeah, badass. 
So he, I, I was looking up Han's age, and in the time frame, he is thirty six. <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> I know, dude. He's just, just want- looking for people he can trust near him who are twenty years younger than him. That's they what I'm t- talking about. He takes seventeen year old kids and does crimes with them. <laughs> I don't know. So Ray, Ray, <laughs> I got nothing for you. I got nothing on that one. So Rick, give us a uh, plot breakdown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please gather round for the reading of the plot synopsis to Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Sorry to interrupt, but I like literally need this. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> <laughs> When convicted street racer Sean Boswell, played by Lucas Black, tries to start a new life on the other side of the world, his obsession with street racing sets him on a collision course with the Japanese underground. That that is all the synopsis uh, they give you with the, okay. with That's the fine. <laughs> uh, Keith, I'll do your one, okay? Okay, thanks. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, according to IMDb. Uh, American teenager is a loner in school. However, he has challenges. Teenager. His, his rival for an illegal street racing. He totals the car to end the race. To avoid time in prison, he is sent to Tokyo to live with his father, who is in the military. As soon as he arrives, he discovers a new, fun, but dangerous way of street racing in the underworld of street, in the streets of Tokyo, Japan. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that helped Joe any, or Keith anymore. Try oh, to I'm, understand stand the plot this, synopsis to Tokyo Drifts. I watched this movie, but like as you were saying, it's kind of a bad movie, and I like bad movies. And I'm not like like I'll I'll develop I'll develop my opinion over the over the record here <laughs> as we think about it. But like yeah, the I was mostly paying attention, but like as much attention as you could possibly pay to one of these movies. So like I'm I'm trying to like pick up what was the like catalyst event while they were in Tokyo to like, other than him totaling that dude's car, like why did all the, the bullshit start? <laughs> like, what, oh, like, we'll get there as we talk about, but let's right, talk right. about how he got sent to Japan. <laughs> One, we learned very early on, this man is not a hero as he watches that poor kid get like spray painted on his belly. And he's just like, team. whatever, bro, get, get spray painted on your belly. In the first three Fast and Furious movies, someone has to get tortured in front of the hero of the movie, <laughs> and they do nothing every time. Like he grabbed that wrench and was like, "Yeah, I'm going to fight you." Uh, never mind. I don't really care that much. Let me put the wrench back down. <laughs> yeah. What, what What were they trying to establish about? The, this guy by having him just watch this kid get bullied. The <laughs> only way I could justify it was they're saying early on that he was more of a thug and not a hero, and then by the end he is a hero because he stands up for his friends. Yeah, it's the best I got for you, buddy. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I'll buy He's it. A loner, so he can do whatever he wants. You know, maybe he just likes watching people get fucking bullied and tortured. <laughs> it's a fetish of his. Yeah. Um. <laughs> This you movie go then wank has it after. the <laughs> establishment as the worst female written characters, which is quite the fucking monocle to get in a Fast and the Furious movie. 
oh, for yeah. how shallow the female characters are. <laughs> as the only female characters who get any lines are just trophies. The entire movie. Women yep. are literally trophies. Like not everyone. Every woman, <laughs> yeah. almost every man, woman in this movie is a trophy. And they wear very short skirts that reveal their underwear to you in the opening sequence of the movie. All right, I'll uh, I'll spoil an opinion for later in the podcast, but I got to go ahead. Worst butts. (laughs) I feel like you're being kind of racist. No, I wasn't going that angle. That's uh, you painted me into a corner there, man. I don't know. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying, like they didn't do the like. They didn't do the the they didn't do the Fast and Furious shot where it's like the camera walking up behind the two ladies at a race scene. They did that constantly. And that was pretty constant. They had way more of it than like any other movie in this one. I actually appreciated how much they just <laughs> were gratuitously showing me ladies' bodies for a good chunk of the movie. All right. At which all point right. my wife informed me that it is the three of us keeping franchises like this going because we like these sort of things. I'm just there for Vin Diesel. You know, that's all the reason why I'm here. And also, was, where did he get the wrench again when he gets in that, like, confrontation with Zach Brown? He's always packing a wrench. <laughs> pa- pocket and, wrench. Zach Brown and his goddamn band. Who then, like, there's eight of them, but they're scared of the one dude who has a socket wrench. <laughs> the, com- the confusing thing about Zachary Ty Bryan is he's a football player. But he breaks Lucas's black car with a baseball. (laughs) And someone needs to explain to me how hitting the back of the windshield with just a baseball that he threw very lightly makes the glass come outside of the car. Like he hit it outside. The glass would then go inside the vehicle, not break and fall outside the vehicle. So I wish this movie would have had more of that high school bullshit <laughs> because that was like, like this, like making dumb bets and like having stupid fights in parking lots and at high school was, is pretty cool in this movie. And I Did wish there was more of it. Did either of you uh, notice what the mascot was for this high school? It was a duck. It's the ducks. Why are they purple and yellow? Yeah, that was a, it was an odd color scheme. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of odd. That was of, of all the, like the odd things in this movie. That's the least odd. <laughs> like it was odd. So they decided to have a street race because they're fighting over the blonde, the girl, and she's like, "Well, since you you have a shitty piece of car, uh, shitty uh, shitty car, and home improvement son has the Viper that Tim Allen let him use, um, they race for the the girl." But like to during have, the to race, have we'll get, to we're, have her, to, to have her, <laughs> and the thing is, like, we'll get to it in a little, uh, the music and stuff, which is awesome. But oh, like yeah. during the race, she's like, "Do you love me? I guess I'm going with him." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like because that's how like functioning people work. It's like, oh, that guy won a race. I'm gonna go gargle his balls now. Hey, it's like the menage moment in one. Menage. <laughs> well, except she actually said to him, hey, go win this race and we'll have a sweet three-way. Yeah. But like, yeah, this it, was it, just like, I thought you looked like it was so weak, like a very toxic relationship just yeah, all around. According to Justin Lin, these hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> <laughs> to these like, hoes ain't loyal. Multiple times, men freaking out of just a different dude talking to their girl in any know, sort right? of fashion. <laughs> yeah, throughout the whole movie. 
trophies. That's there's right. A, they were trophies. There's just like a, a serious like ego problem. Like everyone just lacks confidence in this movie. <laughs> Viciously. Yeah. But Keith, the, this race had a uh, pretty sweet song to go with, right? Yeah, it did. Like oh, instantly man. as that came on, I'm like, oh God, we're going to spend way too long talking about bot of the bar. So this is even further after. Okay, hold on. I'll, let's go back in the history books here to 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Fast, Fast and Furious 1 comes out. We're reaching, that's about, we're, that's peak new metal. So we got the Limp Bizkits and Corns kind of riding on top of the world. There was a point when uh, when Corn beat out the Backstreet Boys on TRL. So we're, we're we're talking about that time in history. This is about six years after that moment. How do you just have that information to go off the top of your head? Don't worry about that. Anyways, I'm getting there. <laughs> so so that that uh, time in history really like painted the textures and the world of Fast and Furious One and created this weird thing where you get half saliva and half jaw rule energy inside of a movie. And I like to think that that's what the writers were thinking in this when they decided to throw Kid Rock in there. Just a like a wink and a nod to the past and a smile that we're all moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you felt through this movie, but uh, I thought the music slapped in this movie the whole fucking a. Oh yeah, they're the best. uh, It's the I'm trying to like think of this movie as going back. It's. It's fun to think about this movie as the seventh or sixth movie or whatever. And it's also fun to think about it as three coming after two. (laughs) Guys, I have a, I have a question for you. So fast five uh, happens in 2011. Yes. And then fast and furious six happens in where we at 2013. Okay. Yes. Do you know what year? Tokyo Drift is supposed to take place in. I'm curious as fuck. 2014? <laughs> Just like a year later, isn't it? Uh, 2013. Oh, it's the same year? Yeah. So, like, it's not even a full year after Gis- Giselle dies? No. Didn't they have iPhone SEs back then? <laughs> Probably. Okay, so you... You bring up the fact that, but flip phones are actually still a major thing in Japan. Flip phones are still used up to now. Flip phones are still super popular. So, like, okay, the thing that really dates the movie <laughs> okay. is like the TV in the cop place, which is like just the oldest tube TV. Cars, fashion, music, <laughs> and then the iPod scene. Really, yeah, I love the iPod part. Really puts the movie on its uh, dated <laughs> se- sequence. Well, it's retro for them, you know? I don't know. Yeah, like, Um, I I wish they would have fought over DVD players or something. (laughs) (laughs) Make it really uh, trendy and all that. I do appreciate that even though we only had to deal with cops for a very short window in this movie, that the cops, as in all Fast and the Furious movies, are still complete asshole shitheads for the, like, few scenes we get. Yeah. As the detective's like, you're going to go fucking down, shitty 40-year-old teenager. And then his mom shows up and he's like, I want to bury my face in your mom's tits. <laughs> I don't know. His, his, his like weird deadbeat dad was essentially a cop. That guy was such a fucking loser. <laughs> he had some pretty shitty parents. Like his mom seemed um, a little open, shall we say, in, the, <laughs> in her appearance. And uh, yeah, his dad was just kind of like, Oh, you need to go fight the Yakuza now? The most deadly 
like mob in the world. All right, son, have at it. <laughs> so, so we have a we we've already joked about how Zachary Ty Bryan we saw as a teenager. Brad Taylor. Brad Taylor. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. oh, oh, oh. As he, uh, we saw him in the nineties. Do you want to know how old he was during filming this? Uh, he was ugly. <laughs> he. Let's go. I'm going to say thirty-one. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'll bet. I'll bet he was um, twenty-one. <laughs> no, that doesn't make in any 2006, sense. Two thousand six. He was nope. a teenager in like ninety-seven. Okay, so Rick, you got one thing right. <laughs> I know he was in his thirties. No, no, no. He was twenty-five. Oh wow! For this, he, however, oh, he. I win. In age well. <laughs> However, he was 25 in the year 2006. So if the movie takes place in 2013, <laughs> he is 31. Oh, nice. Lucas Black is 23 in this movie. Uh-huh. In real life. So he would have been 29 <laughs> or 23 in the movie because he's 17, plays a 17-year-old. You're yeah. really like I mean the movie's just set in 2013, Joe. They don't yeah. they don't they don't their aging doesn't show up in the movie. Oh, Zachary Ty Bryan's does. Damn, <laughs> he was 25. He looked so old. Looked rough. Oh yeah, that I mean, guy's a, we that all guy's saw a those mugshots though from recently too. Like he Is he a booze hound? What's his what's his poison? <laughs> I don't know. I think I other think, hound. Yeah. I think you're right. Like, cause didn't he get in trouble when he worked on home, like in the later years of home improvement? Like that's why he wasn't on the show in the later years because he had like, he had that, I was a famous kid in Hollywood type thing where he just kind of like lost his shit. I get I sex so. addict vibe off of him. He seems like a sex addict. <laughs> Are you really just looking he, in the mirror? He's what? a sex <laughs> addict. I don't, I don't have sex. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Virgo. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm the horny judge on this show. (laughs) He's always urticking for squirting and just making scales one out of ten of horniness. They really nail like right off the bat how shitty his dad is when he shows up in Japan, somehow finds his dad's little fucking shitty shack. His dad's like, Oh, I thought you weren't coming in till the seventh. Motherfucker, it is the seventh. It's like, oh, I better get my whore out of here. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty like a, like a weird portrayal to like try to get him to look bad by having like this like a sex worker come out of his house. <laughs> it was kind of it was, I don't know, it was odd. I was gonna say they totally. He was totally banging a prostitute, right? Oh yeah, easily. I don't know yeah, why she looked like so a, embarrassed about it either. Like that seemed like such a weird like shit on like professional sex workers thing. Like who the fuck cares? Like, yeah, they were like implying there was drugs there too. She was like, like wiping her nose, and she looked all fucked up. <laughs> it was I think no, I just think it was thing. the load. <laughs> we almost had another spit take there. <laughs> I just busted. think it was the loady blued. <laughs> the unrated to- Tokyo Drift, unrated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I wanted more of in this movie? More, more loads. Oh. I mean, obviously, always more loads. Uh, Bow Wow has tissues he can give you for when you blow that load down. <laughs> You could wipe your load off with the iPod. <laughs> um, I wanted more scenes between 40-year-old high schooler and the weird noodle lady outside his window. I thought that was a really cute scene. That was, that was clever. 
Yeah, that was nice. I, I think they could have done like a cool callback where she like gives him like Wilson. It would have been a Wilson moment. Oh, good <laughs> God. <laughs> I swear right. the like the side characters in this movie are hands down better than any character not named Han in this entire movie. Like the yeah. two fishermen guys while he's trying to learn to drift, just shitting on him the whole time was so funny to me. Okay, Joe, I'm not sure what you dug up being lore master, but the whole uh, the Han like like oral fixation eating thing. Yeah. They were doing that in this movie. Do you think they really thought that it was like related to cigarettes like they were talking about in no, they my assumption? No, they make all that shit. Like, actually, I'm amazed at how well they build a character to come back to this movie through four, five, and six. Yeah. Like, the depth they give that character coming into this movie where he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't give a shit that he crashed a car. I have money. We know why he has money. He's yeah. They 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 do a really. I it's crazy that how they do a really good job to cover up the fact that this came out before any of the ones that he was a more of a a potent role in the movie. Like yeah, he was just such a great character, and they just somehow like fulfilled everything in like it's the reason why people loved him is because of how good he is in this movie. And then they like watching it chronologically, which I never want to do again. Like doing three <laughs> after six is just like fucking jarring. Yeah. But like I to actually see that build with Han and like mm-hmm. actually like making like a lot of his decisions in the movie make sense. Cause the dude's just fucking crushed because the love of his life is still, um, not apparently dead on a tarmac if you listen to joe and the producer hey i had a discussion at work with some guy at work and he still thinks she could be alive that's a stupid theory it's not true (laughs) hey but keith we just literally watched a man explode in this movie who's gonna show up again in three movies that's true and then i watched vin diesel de-aged 13 years (laughs) (laughs) When he goes, so anything is anything is possible in the world of uh fast and furious <laughs> in uh in japan they wanted to call the, the movie was called wild speed three that's a cool name that's a way better name actually um do either of you know of the anime initial d no no it it is a wildly pop it's like an older anime it is a wildly popular anime about drifting and the scenes of them drifting through the hills like the mountain road very much a callback to initial d very much an initial d like cool tokyo drift callback okay that makes yeah i'm i don't have the i i don't have the background of like media intake to really give two shits about drifting so the entire time i was watching this i was like why do they care so much about drifting (laughs) drifting is pretty big in japan too yeah like souped up cars is a pretty big thing in japan (laughs) it's like man racing so much cooler (laughs) fuck you dude drifting's so cool that initial (laughs) fight where dk kicks his ass though like he's not even a good like driver yeah, that's yeah. Who, DK or the Sean? The Sean. He's just like a shitty oh, racer and he really is a really bad driver. 
Um, like, dude, I get that you can't drift, but why are you crashing into everything and can't even do a turnabout? Yeah, he could just like not crash into. He could just like stop <laughs> instead yeah. of hitting. Slow things. down, just slow down. <laughs> hey, he like borrows uh, to, his car, <laughs> right? To me, to me, that was like the first from the reminded me of the first race from the first movie of you know Paul Walker crashing the car and you know a toy had you. He I was just waiting me. for that in this. You movie. never had me. You never had your car. <laughs> there it is. So uh, Paul Walker wasn't asked to return in this movie because the studios felt he was too old. Oh, but they had a twenty-four-year-old play a seventeen-year-old. However, they also the first script also involved Vin Diesel. Wait, Paul Walker. I missed that person. Paul Walker was going to be in that. No, he. They didn't want him to come back because he, they felt oh. he was too old. But. Ben Diesel was supposed to come into this movie and he was supposed to learn how to drift and solve a murder. That's fucking awesome. My goodness. <laughs> they're yeah, they're that really just throwing shit idea. against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what did you guys think of our new uh, leading man? Oh, awful. He is by far the worst character in any Fast and the Furious movie. He He was not obnoxious enough and at the same time as like being kind of obnoxious so he was he was kind of plain i don't know his accent was kind of fun sometimes i liked he's just like i'm just a simple guy from america don't don't like i like cars i like racing them (laughs) that was kind of the extent of him (laughs) any pretty woman i ever see i suddenly have to like pick fights about because (laughs) women are things to me she is a trophy (laughs) that i want so i will get her I don't want to make friends with anyone until I see Bow Wow's steering wheel and then suddenly I'm his best friend for his fucking sweet-ass Hulk car. uh, That that scene was awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask Keith, what did you think? Loved it when they were cycling through the cars. It reminded me of like like that that old like 80s montage thing of trying on dresses and shit. (laughs) No, not that one. And then it comes down to it. Loved it. Here's my big question, though. And what fucking universe would you ever let someone you had literally met hours ago drive your car? Uh, like, never. Uh, Zen had the same. Zen had the same. The producer had the same question when that happens. Like, really, you're gonna let him drive your car within two hours of meeting you? But in like four to six months before that, weren't you like dragging a? bank safe through london or something (laughs) (laughs) just recently (laughs) you leave what han was doing then out of the way of what he's doing now yeah like everyone just let this fucking shithead american who proved he cannot drive just drive their cars it's so bizarre (laughs) it It is they do make a reference for uh, lucas black in his ncis new orleans show that he does like a scene in one of the episodes that he does like drifting in the uh, empty parking lot or something. And he's like, I still got it. Yeah. Oh, do they really? Yeah. It's like, ha ha. <laughs> things I never wanted us to have to reference on our podcast is any NCIS fucking show. Can we, 
Is that a series? <laughs> we are not. We are not doing a watch through of NCI. We're, We're gonna, gonna watch the, all 184 can, episodes. We can do the first episode of the season and the last episode of the season, and then we can I'm figure out what happens in, in between. If we're going to watch any old person show and review it, it's going to be Jag. Yeah, what about when Gibbs... start off. Doesn't Gibbs, like, hit someone in the back of the head and that's, like, his thing in NCIS? Yeah, that's, like, the only thing I know about that show. Yeah. Or if we're going to watch an NCIS, at least let's watch the one with LL Cool J in it. Oh, CSI Los Angeles. NCIS. No, oh, that's right. You know which one was my favorite? was the the CSI with Lieutenant Dan. Cut. (laughs) Keith, they're separate shows. (laughs) <laughs> they're all they're all the same what about the las vegas one was that the original that's the original okay and all that right. is csi <laughs> that's where an n in it for, from they put an n in it for navy <laughs> i think you're i mean you're not wrong you're not wrong what about tnt dramas that might make a good podcast Oh, can Jesus. we do the one that's like the two <laughs> ladies who are like a cop in like a district? No, in a no. Corner. Aren't they kind of older or something? That's kind of the. What bit. about the lawyer one, Joe? The bash one? No. Damn it, is, Joe's just shit on our parade. Is there one called like Heat or something? <laughs> Isn't there one about like the family right now that's like running a drug program or something that's really popular? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay i wish i actually watched these shows so i could make more cool sick references and keep this like sick bit going <laughs> we'll get back to it then okay yeah. how are you gonna start watching I'll, st- I'll study up so i can do a bit on the next episode <laughs> thank you can we actually pivot to usa dramas and do a nash bridges show damn no damn it what about modern family <laughs> maybe no <laughs> <laughs> all right this uh, is us <laughs> one of the uh trophies was neela the one who was the schoolgirl banging DK? Question mark. That whole like storyline arc for her was very confusing. Like, so she has no family and lives with DK's grandmother. I guess. Uh, but her mom was a whore. Apparently, was she the one with like the weird dog shit accent that was like sort yes. of half Australian or something? <laughs> no, Keith. She is Australian. She is Australian, but is that how she was talking in that? I, I couldn't. Don't know. She, yeah. <laughs> I checked. I forget what, because she's part Argentinian, part Australian, and I forget oh. what the other one was. Um, I honestly, this was like the first time watching this movie that I finally caught her accent, and it was super annoying. <laughs> that was the first thing I keyed in on. <laughs> oh, I, like, I don't know how I did, I don't know how I missed it, but like every time I was just like, stop talking. <laughs> Dude, the accents in this movie are so everywhere. It's so crazy. It it just proves that you in Japan, everyone is welcome. Here's so here, here's my question. So you've sent your son to Japan because you're trying to get his life in order. You give him these strict ground rules that he breaks on the first day. But you've also sent him to a Japanese high school in which the teachers are speaking just Japanese. <laughs> in which he does not understand a word of Japanese. I wish no. they would have done more. They could have done the, the like the fish out of water bit is kind of good. They could have done more of that. I think, but like they just sort of implied that he understands them somehow. I don't. Yeah, it's weird and stupid. <laughs> but I mean, he doesn't understand. Like the first time he walks into the room, and she's just like, 
what bay? What bay? And he's just like, fucking, yeah. I'm whatever. I'm not your bay. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, oh sandals. Yeah. I'll, I'll go put on those bomb ass sandals. Sure. <laughs> slippers. They're cool slippers. Oh, I think they were like, aren't they Crocs? <laughs> they kind of basically, look like Crocs. It's basically how Crocs were formed. Yeah. But this, this movie makes Japan look so dope. Like, I wish they would, they showed more. Like, there was that cool arcade they kept walking through. Like, I wish Japan was more of a reference spot for the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah, that'd be a cool setting. Fucking boring, shitty ass London. Yeah, but you know which was it was a cool it was cool when they kind of did the same vibe as Bad Boys Two in that last one though. It was the I think yeah five had like the same shit. They were in the same place. Yeah, kind of similar. Yeah. Well, no, because they're in Brazil the whole time. And no, five. I know. I was, I was reaching. I tried to do that. I, I, I blew the load on the bad boys too. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I was reaching. I reached. You, you were reaching really hard. So I guess it, it was really impossible to get the necessary, necessarily filming permits in Tokyo for this movie. So sense. they just, so they went ahead and just filmed without permission. I feel super illegal. Um, the cops, they said that, that they were really so they were so polite that it and so it takes 10 minutes for them to come over and kick you out. So they're like <laughs> it. Right. But unknown to Justin Lin, the director, they hired a fall guy. So who stepped in and uh, when the police came to arrest him, he said that he was the director and that he would spend the night in jail instead. That's badass yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> that whole scene was so bizarre with the cops where he's like when he like flies by him and then han's just like nah dude if you do 190 the cops aren't going to chase you because they're fucking stock shit police cars can't catch up that was fun i i like that like, let me ask you guys this have question cameras? Uh, well it's 2013 so they should but you know what had a better plot too fast, too furious, or this one? That one's easy. Two. I, I don't. Why? <laughs> why are you doing this to me? I mean, it's obviously two, but like, I don't. What are you trying to get at? This movie is far superior in every way to almost every Fast and the Furious movie. So I don't know what you're trying to do right now. I'm That's just a trying. Statement. I'm just. Yeah, that is a <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> you're just trolling now. Yeah. I. I, I I was so for me, I was really excited to watch this movie, but while watching it, I'm just like, yep, okay, uh, when's the end? Uh, First of all, fuck both of you. This movie is glorious. Wait, didn't this movie do my thing? It was it a tight 90 like I was bitching about? And the, uh, the runtime for this movie was I'm gonna say hour 47, 144. Damn oh, it. sick. So okay, the, that move it just that just literally gave it like almost a star <laughs> for me. Also, I mean, how do you not love a movie in which they break the fourth wall when you have that random scene of everyone jumping into elevators and Bow Wow gets in an elevator with all the fine ladies and, and he literally <laughs> winks at the camera. See, that, this, you, know, you know, you know what I don't like in my Fast and Furious movies. Someone breaking the fourth wall. Fuck you, it was so stupid. <laughs> I loved it. I'm like, why? Why would you put that in the movie? I'm I'm down. <laughs> no, I think that this movie could it 
It was it was so close to being like cult classic bad. I oh think. yeah, it, like it was close, it right there. Like, they needed more fourth wall breaking scenes. I it think. should have been sillier. Like that's what I, I think. I'm keep coming back to because I'm, I'm looking at my notes. I went, while I was watching it last night, I was taking it way too seriously because <laughs> that's what I'm. Last three movies have been like pretty like grim, dark, serious mode. Oh yeah, no, this is definitely not that. So then, like while I'm so I'm like all my notes are just trash now because I'm like, well, like, that's obviously the continuity doesn't work there. There's a plot hole. Blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, you got to <laughs> throw all that out. There are two yeah. scenes that really tie into the actual plot of. Fast and the Furious yeah. that you can see in the other Fast and the Furious movies. You don't even have to actually watch Tokyo Drift to be a part of the franchise. I'm actually surprised they didn't just fucking retcon this whole movie because it's a piece of shit that doesn't fit in the actual series. It would have been fine. They could, could have been like a Fast and Furious tale or something. <laughs> but they didn't, and I love them for it. Yeah, because it's so like the, fucking stupid. It's like the Matrix uh, spinoff movie. Uh, the, the, the Animatrix? Anim- Animatrix, yeah. Oh, How it was like Animatrix. somewhat part of the Matrix lure, but it wasn't at the same time. Oh, it's all up in there. Yeah. Also, I mean, you just you love Han being awesome and his fucking awesome speeches through this whole movie. Where was, he tells you to figure out what he wants to drift for, and apparently Han is drifting to get sweet poontang. What was the speech where it says where he's, was that Han saying look at these people look at those people there was like yeah a dramatic- scared basically it's him talking about how um where did my notes go it's about how he family and people to trust I I I've got a note with about that speech and but I don't remember the speech well enough to really go off it but my note's pretty good and it, my my note is that it's almost as bad as Gal Gadot's dumb fuck like honesty speech at the end of 1984 Wonder Woman. Oh god. <laughs> I so- can't I don't know that reference because I refused to watch that movie after hearing how bad it was. Oh, it's a We should that's a series. It was a quick one, it's two. Yeah, that's uh. But he says, as choking. we've established, superhero movies are just that main character's movies. We're not doing the full DC run or anything like that. No, no, no. It would be Wonder Yet. Woman 1 and 2, in theory. Yeah, in theory. He, Han does say Tokyo is his Mexico, so he's running. Yeah. And he basically <laughs> just like, all the people down there are living their life scared. And that he's like trying, he's above, I mean, the man's going through a mental crisis breakdown because the love of his life is fighting for her life on a tarmac back in Spain. I think alive. she's alive, but I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Hashtag Giselle's still alive, baby. <laughs> Listen. There's... Listen. Let me tell you about how she's alive in the tarmac. It's... No, I was thinking more. That's more like Alex Jones shit. That's like the... No. Like the, the, the well, let me tell you gay. how <laughs> uh, Michelle, that bitch is still alive. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the frogs are gay and uh, yeah. Giselle's still alive. Yes, sir. <laughs> so another part about this movie that's super stupid and I love because of it is how much awkward crying there is in this movie. Uh, yeah. There's so much awkward, <laughs> silent crying of just a single tear running down a cheek because someone is scared. I thought like, DK hit her. Like, when, when <laughs> I, like, no, 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 no. Like I thought I remember like she's showing up with like a black eye when he does his little fetish thing. I swear. Did they edit this movie? Cause like, I felt like there was a scene between him and his dad for that was the reason why he left his dad. Not just, I left my dad's house for some reason. <laughs> it there there is there it feels like there's a lot of editing things. I it's feel like there was a scene they did that, between uh, the dad and him 
about how he has to race and this and that, but there isn't. There is no deleted scenes. Like, it oh, felt weird. bizarre. Like, there's just like, why did you leave your dad's house, dude? Like, he didn't know what was going on. There was no, like, nothing wrong with what you were doing. And didn't at that point he become an illegal immigrant in that country? Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, also, uh, we need to go back to the very first race scene with uh, Brad Taylor and uh, Sean. They should have both died. Oh, yeah. There's no way you fucking hit one of those concrete tubes doing, like, what do you think he was doing? 70? Oh, 60? yeah. He, like, almost split 70 to, At least 70 to 90. And you just fucking walk away with a few bruises and cuts. Mm. Like, you're dead. It was funny getting, in this movie, speaking of that scene, it was funny getting a taste of that old Fast and Furious thing where they're obviously driving, like, 20 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was funny going back to that. <laughs> I mean, this is better than, it's better than one and two with that. But it's still there in a couple of moments. Like, oh, they're just driving slow. <laughs> but yeah, he yeah. full on bifurcated his car on that pole. And they both just walked like him and the fucking batshit crazy toxic lady just walked away as if nothing happened to them. And then hey, correct me if I'm wrong here. Another weird thing is that it's just another adding to my theory about how just insane and weird the dad is. But he's like the kid. He's just going out and making friends, doing weird car shit. He's not like they're not like doing anything terribly crazy or wrong. They're just like doing car stunts. Like we, it's not even implied that it's illegal that much before. I mean, there's a scene with the cops later, but like he's just doesn't want him to go to cars because he has a history with cars. But it's he's just, just going be, out making because friends. of that history with cars. Though it's like he's been in multiple accidents, gotten arrested multiple times for bad driving. It's just like, bro. Cars are like a fucking trigger point for you. You need to stay away from them. <laughs> triggered. Yeah. Yeah. What are we fucking pussy snowflakes here getting triggered? I wasn't triggered. Uh, I have to say, though, I fucking love the weird Uncle Yakuza boss that guy who just like fucking apparently was bored and decided to like stir some shit up. Oh, that the Yakuza guy was so he was odd. <laughs> that's where my like that's where my plot synopsis in my brain gets lost. Like, what? Why? Why is he there? What's he doing? Why? Why? There's no there's no bridge to like the buildup of introducing the characters and no, then so going like fucking off the deep end into the action. Like, there's no middle part. Like, there's no establishing like the breakdown between them. It's just like, nope, everything's broken down, and we're fucking going batshit now, driving through the streets of Tokyo popping off doing sweet turnaround shots yeah i started off this podcast asking as, asking about like the the catalyst moment for the yakuza and all the gang shit and all the like the problem they have to solve but now i don't care <laughs> it's fine well i mean the whole way they set it up is that the uncle just kind of comes in to talk to his nephew and then he's like because apparently his nephew keeps his books in a different way. He's like, I can't even understand half the stuff that's in there. And the nephew's like, ha, 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 uncle. It's so easy if you actually think about it. And it's like, then why can't even I tell that you're getting stolen from, you dumb piece of shit? <laughs> well, Han said earlier in the movie about how DK is just a playing the phony thug life because his uncle is like Yakuza boss. And if it, and if it wasn't for Han, uh, you, uh, DK would be uh, what was it like? Just stealing Seven Elevens, essentially. Yeah, like just yeah. getting the, the protection money from convenience stores. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like the uh, little inside joke. If any anyone picked up that when uh, when you meet Bow Wow's character 
Twinkie, or as I call him, he's the Tez, the Tej of this movie that he has. He knows everyone. He can get you anything you want type uh, character that uh, he offers him a pair of Michael Jordan shoes. Cause he goes, you know what? I like Mike. Ah, I didn't uh, even pick up on that part. That's clever. <laughs> All right, Joe, but you let, let's get into this conversation now because you have mentioned Bow Wow's nickname. Oh, I just did. Yeah. Okay. Twink. Who in uh, the living yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck thought this was a proper nickname to give someone? Speaking of loads. Field, <laughs> in like a full franchise. Like, did does Mr. Lin just not understand the sexual connotation between what? the Twink nickname? No, nothing. There ain't these the Fast and Furious entire series from one to nine ain't exactly woke. <laughs> they don't like that's true. I don't think we've seen a single like representation of anyone else yeah. on the sexual spectrum. Like yeah, there's we've no, not yeah. seen anyone who's gay, no one who's bi, no trans. Yeah. Like just, they they really are just like everyone is cis and everyone is banging hotly over cars. No, it's oh, just yeah. like a big dude. Hell, yeah. It's big dudes rock energy. That's hence the butt shots. <laughs> so i think bow wow just gets his nickname because he sells twinkies i think there might be a deleted scene where that's established but like a very it's a term in the gay community for very slender white pretty boys <laughs> which bow wow is not any of those things i mean he's kind of a pretty boy I'll he's young it. he's young and he's pretty but like <laughs> man and the the best part about that though was being offended by them giving that nickname and then getting to explain to my wife what a twink is. <laughs> nice. Oh jeez. Keith, you brought it up before the podcast that there's also racist connotations to that nickname that you're using in Japan. Yeah, that was I don't I don't know who maybe it's on I don't know. Maybe it's I, I'm, I'm stumped i don't know i'm i'm not gonna try to like hypothesize on it it's just there it has, it's there <laughs> like i at first thought i misheard the nickname they called him but then like they keep just going what up twink i'm like <laughs> i i did too i was like wait what was his name again twinkie okay and then like Han's like, hey, Twink. I'm like, what's happening? I didn't connect it to bow wow like i thought it was another character that they kept calling twink he was like, hey, Twink, give me another set of tires. I'm like, man, Bow Wow's getting really mad that he asked for another set of tires from someone. And then I eventually realized that Bow Wow was called Twink. And I'm like, oh, weird. Nah, that's funny. Give me those uh, Twink uh, tires. I don't know. Also, uh, why did Bow Wow have, like, a lot of money on him? Because it was uh, half the money that Han stole. He was clearly also a child, too. Like, what? Oh, yeah, they're all in high school. Like sure, how, they're all high school. What was yeah, his life? Like, like, were his parents huh? there? What was what's probably like, military? What they, assumption? He, oh he yeah, established that he was an army yeah. brat or a military yeah. brat or whatever they called it. Uh, Toyo donated uh, four thousand tires for the movie, Same and only you burn out uh, only tires really fast. Half was used. Oh wow! Free tires. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you guys think of this movie's crew? To be honest, we knew Han, we knew Sean, and we knew Bow Wow. 
it was pretty non-existent. Like you had the one chubby guy who was always in the background, but never got to say anything. Like at least everyone else in the crew had a line or two throughout the, the movie. The other two had like three lines combined. But like the chubby guy was just kind of there. Like he was in the dance scene. <laughs> and then he was always in the background, just making really good faces. But he never got a line ever. Yeah, there wasn't a big like they say the word family like once in the end. <laughs> like which is uh like doesn't I guess that that means that tells me that in Fast and Furious three they were thinking about the family theme. Well, that's what the story that's the dialogue Han had, what you brought up earlier about uh-huh. Han and Sean looking over Japan. And you know, he they're that's all that that's all who Han wants to surround himself with people he can trust, family. Small seventeen-year-old like, boys. Yeah, small, <laughs> small hey, seventeen-year-old hey. boys. And seventeen-year-old girls. Actually, I think his girls were overage because at one point he's like, "Girls, careful, he's underage." At he's, least he's thinking about that, right? Yeah they 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 tried to they tried to ease the sting there a little bit that this like forty-year-old man is just going and doing crimes with children all night. <laughs> well, yeah. If I call you, you pick up your phone. <laughs> Even if you're sick. All right. So I'm I but so far what we've talked about. Yeah, I assume you guys don't like who Lucas Black uh the actor. So who auditioned for this movie? I got one actor. So you get one 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 oh, one guess. Two thousand six. Yep. McConaughey. Who was that uh the the fucking guy and she's all that? Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, I'm gonna go Freddie Prince Jr. So you can go opposite Paul Walker since Paul Walker's in that too. Oh damn, Paul Walker's in that movie too. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> he's the douchebag football player. Nice. Oh yeah, Freddie Prince uh, Jr. Uh, okay, you're both way off. There's going to, uh, Channing Tatum. Denzel, Denzel Washington. Damn. Oh, Channing Tatum would have been sick. Channing Tatum. Oh, I would have way preferred Channing Tatum. At least he could act. <laughs> Yeah, he's a little better. Only a little. Well, this is also speaking of Channing Tatum. When are we gonna do Magic Mike? That's a series. <laughs> good, good God! Uh, uh, this is this is pre like you know twenty twenty one Jump Street and all that. This is when he was doing Step Up. So this is not yeah. good. Channing Tatum. First of all, you say that like Step Up isn't like. A really well also movie. a series. Yeah, well, <laughs> there are a lot of step ups. I know there's too many of them. We're not doing step up. First of all, Joe, you don't get a say in what people. I pick. do too. God damn it! No, you don't. <laughs> don't you dare underestimate me. I have power. <laughs> you never had this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good line. Let's bring it up. So at the very end. We get the big long race between Sean and DK and loser leaves Japan. Well, we're skipping a pretty pivotal moment, Joe. We'll get to it because it has to go with the mid credit. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we get the whole race and right. Loser leaves Japan and uh, okay. Sean makes. I love this movie through and through. Dumbest fucking end of the movie plot point I think I've ever heard. Just walks into the mob boss's place and goes, I'm sorry, Reed, we disrespected you. I have the answer to all our problems. A race. I was like, what? 
Even the Yakuza guy is like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and That's- so we have a race from the top of the mountain to the bottom. Uh, DK flips his car. That's how Sean wins. It's hilarious how in 2013, their time, they can watch the entire race by having people record them on their flip phone and stream it. How? They were showing them recording on the flip phone over and over and over. <laughs> people, you don't listen. Flip phones are huge in Japan. They have very high-tech flip phones. Okay, I'm this, just this, asking a what app they're them. using. That's all I'm asking is what app. I I remember you saying earlier in the show, flip phones are a big deal in Clearly, Japan. they're just all in Discord. All right, well, let's get a hold of a, another character from the No Cell Universe who is over in Japan right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to hold Joe? Jeff. Yeah. Joe, yeah. call yeah. back. Yeah. Yay. Yo, are they using Nokia's over there? <laughs> I'll, I'll text them. Get so, them back uh, on the goddamn screen right now. <laughs> I love the fact that when DK flips his car, the good crew is like, oh, no. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, <laughs> we won. That was really weird, right? Like, they openly cheered for someone potentially dying. <laughs> yeah. Death remember among... Cars, like, remember, cars are pillows in this universe. We've, we've discussed that. Not true. in this movie, though. People got fucked up in cars in this movie. That's true. Like, death kind of... Death means something in this movie. That's why Gal Gadot probably is alive, because death Thank means you. nothing anymore. Boom. <laughs> so, we get the, like, Tokyo Drift theme, and we're having a good time at the end of the movie. And then... Then uh, Twinkie shows up to Sean and says, hey, someone's here wants to race the new DK. And he's like, ah, not tonight. He goes, he used to roll with Han. And then he's like, let's do this. Car pulls up and by God, it's one Vin Diesel. All right. We need to go back before we go too deep into this because this really pissed me off. So in the, they're building up to this one he challenged DK to this drift race with no car to race with yep. to begin with. Why didn't they just fix the original car he broke instead of trying to make a car that could not drift? By the way, drifting is not just an engine. Putting a Skyline engine in a fucking American chassis doesn't turn it into a drift car. Science? Like, are baffling. The last 20 minutes of this movie are baffling like you don't make an american muscle car into a drift car by just sticking a skyline gt like fucking engine into it that's not the way this shit works like science frame like the frame of the vehicle in a lot has a lot to do with how drifting works science sorry i had to get that out before okay too far so he uh so we uh See Vin Diesel and, you know, hey, nice car. So both, uh, he's dry. Uh, Sean loves the American-made vehicles. And, uh, you know, Dominic's like, I won this off Han. And uh, then we end it with them racing. Since it is the Fast and Furious world, I'm assuming that one Dominic Toretto beats him. So the guy becomes DK for one night only. Well, Joe, I think we find out what happens to that race in the next movie. In the next one. So we'll find out in the next one, the results. So the reason why and how Vin Diesel got put in this movie is... (laughs) Oh, this uh, is going to be good. (laughs) Poor testing screenings for this movie. 
You don't say. Yeah. So Vin Diesel agreed to make the cameo in the film for exchange of the ownership to the rights of the Riddick series. Dude, Vin Diesel's always five steps ahead of motherfuckers. <laughs> this dude just does these shitty movies so he can make sweet things like Last Witch Hunter or just is fucking rich for saying Groot a billion times. Oh, man. So he, he, he <laughs> instead of them paying him to do this movie... He said, I'll do this movie for the Riddick series character in lieu of the payment. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Barely does any work and gets a major movie franchise ownership. That's wild. But But Joe, why was Vin Diesel in Japan? Uh, Well, let's get to that. So. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Lore, 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 (laughs) lore, lore, all the lore. So we find out that Han is stealing money from DK and his uncle. So DK being the 18-year-old to 21-year-old child. Yeah, I think he's older because <laughs> okay. he wasn't in school. Like his insane friend who died of violent head-on collision death. Deserving. The final chase Deserving. Scene. Once again, um, this, the side character for the uh, main bad guy, annoying as shit. Uh very stereotypical like Japanese bad guy too. Like if you've watched animes, like yeah. that is the way they depict the bad guy's side henchmen a lot of the time in <laughs> animes as well. So this might seem racist, but I just want to get this off my chest. <laughs> that's not a good way to start a sentence. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's nothing, it. it's nothing, it's nothing bad. <laughs> Look, it's not racist. But for, for for some reason, for the longest time, I thought the bad guy was the same guy from the first movie. Oh, no, I definitely, when I was younger, thought that, too. Yeah. They're very similar-looking gentlemen. Yes. Uh, However, you may know Brian T., the DK. He's also Shredder in the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the most recent one. That's badass. He's also Uh, just really good at playing an asshole. Because once America found out that Shredder was going to be a white guy, they went, nope, we're not doing that. (laughs) Fair. So uh, DK goes. I mean, over they to made Han. the Prince of Persia, Jake Gyllenhaal. You can't make Shredder white. Yeah, they did. <laughs> if you go watch the old Johnny Five short circuit movies, the Indian guy was a white guy. Um, but anyway, I digress. They made I think Scarlett Johansson fucking the major character from like that fucking oh, anime. Ghost in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Man, people were mad about that. Understandably. Yes, sir. <laughs> So they uh, go over Han's house, uh, uh, garage, and uh, threaten to kill him. And I love Han. This ain't Boy Scouts. You knew what? Like, like, I mean, Han makes a really good point. It's like, dude, we work in the underground. Like, everyone's yeah. taken a little off the top. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Why are you in my face right now? Because I'm in your face. And Han um, not fucking uh... blinking. Like, everyone else, like, freaking out because he pulls a gun. But it's Han. Han's been in way worse situations. He's just like... What do you want, child? Get your gun out of my face. Yeah. And it, and it brings back to that lore of the way from four, five, and six, or five and six that he's in, that he, he's been in a much more tougher situation to not care for a little 21-year-old kid putting a gun in his face. Yeah, like I, was just waiting for him to, I was just waiting for him to say, shoot me, you know, pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean, this is like, I mean, as someone who's clearly going through a traumatic situation, he almost like looked like in his eyes being like, dude, I don't fucking care if you in me. I'll just go be with Giselle now. It's fine. 
<laughs> but yeah, Giselle's quite the alive. Giselle's not alive, Joe. Stop holding on to this fairy tale. No, I'm never. I'm, I'm on. I'm on board now. God damn it! <laughs> it's like Mace Windu. He's still alive. I Mace give Windu you that dead. one. Mace Windu is alive. Yeah. And I also buy because I love the the fucking image in my mind of one of those transports just transporting whatever pillows they use in those the Star Wars sack universe. Of pillows and that's and how he lands, lands in that. It. We all yeah. saw how far Anakin jumped in two and then just landed in a landed in a speeder going through the air. Yeah, like yeah, it's fine. Mace Windu is fine. Just it's down possible. an arm, it's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, however, uh, Twink. Uh, God damn it. Nope, that, that's his name. There's nothing funny about that. Does he even <laughs> get another name at any point? Or is his name just Twink? Uh, his name in the movie is Twinkie. Yeah, like he Twinkie. never actually gets a real name. Nope, that's, that is his real name. That's Twinkie. not his real name. If there's well, a no, his, na- his name his is ch- Twinkie. His nickname was Twink. If the, if <laughs> Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fight his parents. Look at the IMDb. It does I'm not dis- disagree with the fact that the movie only called him that because that's all they called him. But he had to have been giving a birth name. Yes. Probably. Uh, oh, but it's Jerry. Bow Wow Twinkie. Oh, God. <laughs> Twinkie shuts the garage door and this allows Han to escape. Then we get this big chase scene of, of uh, DK, Sean, and uh, Han driving through Japan. And then all of a sudden, as they're drifting through a big pile of people, people, they keep going. And then all of a sudden, a car rams into Han. Which, so, I mean, if we take this movie as itself, a really disappointing end to Han that he just gets killed by a random T-bone. Like, that seems right? like bullshit. So then Sean gets out, and then he runs over to Han's car, and you see him bleeding and stuff. Then the car explodes. Dude, that, and that just- is. That drift scene, though, through, like, that iconic Tokyo, like, intersection was really cool. Yeah. Dangerous, because there's people right next to these cars that yeah, are drifting. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, with this, he didn't even slow down. He didn't blink when those no, that, that crowd of people crossed like, the road. Because it goes back to the whole conversation he had with Han, where he's like, I'm not scared. I don't care if I murder people by driving over yeah. them. Uh, I, I, I will say I thought it was corny, the idea of, like, you have this whole high speed chase going on, like music and action sequences going. But once they go drifting, it goes like slow motion music. <laughs> they went, yeah, that was a little like, corny. No, no. And then, but you did get the sweet scene of DK turning his car around and shooting back at Han. I mean, yeah. that was awesome. So we we see Han's car explode. So let's go back to a movie that we just watched, Furious Six, for the mid credit scene. Mid-credit scene for Furious Six is the fact that is that drift scene, and then a car runs into Han, but we find out who drives that car, as it's one Jason Statham. You know what the they should have done? Older brother of Shaw, who Deckard is now, Shaw, his brother is dead and is coming for the Toretto family. Yep. Okay, so in the newer versions of Return of the Jedi, they superimpose Anakin Skywalker's ghost in the end. Why yes. couldn't they just like slip Jason Statham into this movie? It would have been so easy. I mean, because you never actually see in this movie who's in that car. They just go back, do this scene to insinuate that it's Jason Statham who took advantage of the opportunity to wreck Han. No. 
and then make it seem like there's way more time after Han gets T-boned because they show Jason Statham walking by the car and throwing something down. Well, he threw this the, move, he, in this movie, there's the, like... He threw the uh, necklace down. Oh, the yeah. The cross Where, necklace. Whereas in this movie, it's like almost instantaneous that Han explodes. But yeah. I guess you could also say like it took time for fucking 40-year-old high schooler to get out of the car that he just wrecked. Again to uh, get over to where Han was. Yeah. And Han explodes and dies and it's sad and traumatic. And then there's trailers for Fast 9 and Han's alive. Yeah, death, I'm telling you, death, they don't, they don't care. Like, death, dying means nothing. There's no That's way. That's why we'll be there. In, uh, Unless you're Paul Walker. Nothing matters. Hey, yeah. that's real life. Not the only death. Life. Yeah, the only death that matters is when Wiz Khalifa sings about it. Also, he doesn't die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he just goes on. He vacation. doesn't die. We, we're talking about there in Furious Seven. Let's finish up, guys. Uh, I'm not Tokyo not Drift. prepared for Seven. I'm gonna cry. So this was the lowest grossing film in the franchise. Oh yeah, it, this should have killed the franchise. It's amazing that this didn't kill the franchise. Well, it practically killed, wasn't it? It wasn't. After, it was after this one. It wasn't like many, many years. Yeah, between. oh nine. Yeah. After two and Tokyo Drift as the back-to-back movies, how this didn't be like, well, that's done. Let's yeah, never try that again. <laughs> but again, though, I guess it's because you can just say like Vin Diesel wasn't a, a staple in either of those movies. So let's try again with Vin back. Yeah. yeah. And they made the shit house that's four, and they still made more movies. <laughs> hey, they they had a plan. They had a plan. Did they? <laughs> As as all, everything in all most recent movies, they say stick to the plan. Uh-huh. Unless you. you're DC, then you constantly do reshoots over and over again. Stick okay. to the plan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, boys, before we uh, go to our favorite part, anything you didn't like? So, Keith, first time watching. What I didn't like... Was, Nothing because this movie is somatic is cinema perfected. I didn't like it jumping back and forth between the lines of overly silly and self seriousness. Oh, broadly, because this movie you have you have to look at this movie from ten thousand feet away, otherwise it's dumb. <laughs> so, so if you like from a bird from a big uh, big broad scale, they like this movie couldn't make up its mind on tone a little bit, and that kind of bugged me. But I mean, no, it was. It was funny. It was fine. It was a bunch of cornball. Oh, I've got a. It's 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 not the ride. It's the rider. That was a good line. <laughs> there was a lot of good one lines in this movie. Like, I mean, most of the script was one liners. There wasn't a lot of actual like open dialogue in this movie. Yeah. No. The the runtime and uh, the presence of Kid Rock really really helped out. That doesn't help the fact about the movie. If you're saying that the, <laughs> the, out, hey, the movie. Hey. Hey. The movie being an hour 44 and it has a song by Kid Rock in it that has really nothing to do with the plot or the innards of the movie. That's half not the a good grade. sign. <laughs> Joe, he's telling you that the sprinkles and cherry on top of Kid Rock nope, and the nope. runtime is what helped to perfect the beautiful ice cream that this movie was. Yeah, it's the hot fudge. To be, to be honest, if somehow, Keith, you somehow, when we get to the ranking in a minute, if you give this a better score than Furious, uh, Fast and Furious 6, we're going to have an issue. <laughs> I Joe, was, Joe I was getting really mad Sammy about my like, personal choice on this podcast. 
Very no. Republican of him. No, <laughs> no, I was yeah, this, my movie, my choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was, I was arguing that with Sammy last night. I was watching. It, I was like, I think this might be worse than six. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Yeah, because it, it is. So we're, uh, I, I have to agree with you, Keith, about the fact that there there wasn't really a tone, a set tone to this movie. Because I like last time I watched it, I think uh, the last time I watched this was I think during the marathon to get up to six, and I was like, oh, I think I was just more. I liked it more then because of the hype. I'm like, oh yeah, because we're watching all six. <laughs> in a week process and all that. But then I'm watching it this time and I was bored. How like dare I en- I enjoyed the movie, but I was just bored. So you have to and go into this one expecting it to be bad. You go into Oh, this I did. I bad. did. I do. But I, I just I, I, I love I was bored. It's so stupid. The I mean, by far the worst acted movie of any of the Fast and the Furious movies. The acting is atrocious in this outside of Han. Han's character does well, and the uncle, who like apparently is just bored, she was like, fuck it, sure, get my nephew kicked out of Tokyo on a street race, whatever. Like, the acting's awful. And none of the characters stuck out to me. That was another problem. Exactly, same. Yeah. Yeah, but like, who cares? Besides Han, cool. nobody stuck out. Han just finds some hot chicks in the middle of the street and does a bunch of fucking donuts around them to get their number. Like, it's so <laughs> stupid in the funnest kind of way. Yeah, it needed more of that. I think if there would have been more scenes of them doing doing drifting, <laughs> to like, get like the, some... the best parts of this movie are Han and any drifting. <laughs> hmm. Let's go to the budget for this movie. As this budget got, this movie's budget was $85 million. That's a lot. That's more than one and two was for it's sure. More than, it, more than it looks like. Two got $76 million and one got $38 million. Dang. Who signed off on that being okay? <laughs> yep. And they got uh, the tires the- donated by Toyo. So that was a huge expense <laughs> off. Let's go to the gross, shall we? Domestically, it only got sixty-two million. Uh, internationally, ninety-six million. So worldwide, a hundred and fifty-eight million. So it made its money back, but it definitely didn't gross as much as some of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. So let's go to your favorite part. Let's go to the box office, shall we? Ooh, so yeah. June sixteenth through the eighteenth of two thousand six. Coming in at number 10 in its fifth week with 4.3 million over the hedge. That's a heater. It was like a kid's movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, number nine in its fifth week with 5.2 million, The Da Vinci Code. Hell yeah. That I like the book more around. than I like that movie. <laughs> uh, number eight in its second week with 5.6 million, The Omen. That's the a remake re- of the original. Remake, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Number seven in its first week with 7.2 million. Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. God, what a so that's grim. the sequel, isn't it? This yeah. is the top ten. What a terrible yeah. movie year. <laughs> Coming in number six in its fourth week with 7.8 million. X-Men, Last Stand. Well, didn't get any better. 
Number five in its third week with nine million, The Breakup. Oh, that movie Bond. was not good. Number four in its first week with 13 million, The Lake House. Oh, that's the weird leaving a message in the mailbox thing where like Keanu Reeves is dating Sandra Bullock years later or something. From the future, yeah. Coming in at number three in its first week with 23 million, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, it didn't even get the number one spot in its opening weekend. Harsh. Coming in at number two in its first week with 28 million, Nacho Libre. Oh, it lost to Nacho Libre. Nacho oh, Libre was great. Nacho, Nacho Libre is way better than Tokyo Drift. <laughs> then that means coming in at number one in its second week with 33 million cars. <laughs> that's that's what this movie should have been called. It's just cars. <laughs> oh my goodness. That, yeah, what a that was the most year. depressing top ten we've done yet. Yeah, that's the if if we were ranking those top tens, that'd be ten. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just made me sad. That one, that oh, one was a downer. Cars, cars. So let's go to the ratings. In its uh, second I, week, its second week, it made thirty three million. Jesus Christ! Uh, out of the twenty three million Tokyo Drift made on uh uh. During the weekend, it got nine point seven million for its Friday night opening. Jesus. So let's go to the ratings. IMDb gives this one a six out of ten. That's actually okay. pretty gracious. All critics from Rotten Tomato gives us a thirty-seven percent. Top critics, thirty-nine percent. <laughs> Audience, sixty-nine. Ah, nice. <laughs> So, boys, let's go to our rankings. And we're I'll, like, I'll, we, uh, I'll chip in a quick Roger yeah, Ebert your, there while we're still there. there. We uh, went, Roger Ebert did Tokyo Drift. Robert, Roger Ebert is back from the dead to review this movie, according to the timeline of the way we're watching this movies. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. But Roger Ebert liked it. He Hell yeah. It, Roger Ebert's on my side. Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. And uh, there's not a great... There's not usually Roger Ebert's like a pretty awesome writer, but there's not like a really cool. I guess this one, uh, uh, this is kind of cool because it references Chekhov's rifle. It was Chekhov, I believe, who said, "When you bring a gun on stage in the first act, it has to be fired in the third. Chekhov might have agreed that when you bring Natalie Kelly on stage in the first act, by the third act, the hero should at least have been able to kiss her." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rod, Roger Ebert's down with the Tokyo Drift. Because he is a fucking scholar and knows what he's talking about. Yeah. It's okay. Runtime Kid Rock and Ebert's opinion just shaped my world there a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So we're going to rank uh, our the crews, villains, cars, action sets, heist, and movie. Joe, once again, you're getting ahead of yourself. What am I we forgetting? need to glaze some stars. Oh, yes. I forgot. Stars. Bust. The glazing. <laughs> Tokyo Drift deserves its star rating. Uh, does it? That's why I wanted to skip it because you know. So what do you give Tokyo Drift, sir? Keith, let's go Keith first since this is his first time. Okay, this oh, okay. is the, this one's really important. So do you have the list handy? Yeah, it does. There? 
because I'm going to need just give you yours, Keith, or the overalls. I'm going to need to know what I gave to Fast and Furious Six. You gave Fast and Furious Six a one and three quarters. Okay. Not your worst Fast and the Furious movie, though. Okay. Your worst one was Fast and Furious, which you only gave three quarters of a star. Yeah, that one sucked ass. What about, uh, okay, this is uh, worse than two, but better than those movies. What did I give two? <laughs> I feel like you're, you shouldn't get this much. You gave two, yeah, two no, and a half on, stars. No, give it to me, give it to me. Two you and gave a half? two, two and a half stars. Okay, this is two stars. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, this movie sucked. It was, I mean, it was funny. I I don't know. I think if we had, like, gotten some popcorn and we'd done our cocktail game with the movies that we were talking about and we were watching it, fucking laughing, laughing it up, chopping it up, doing cool riffs and jokes and shit, my score would be higher. But watch just watching it, like, kind of just watching it, like, sort of quietly, it was, it, it was not that fun. It could have been, this is a movie to, like, watching a crowd and like point and laugh at and if my score would be a lot higher maybe this is why i enjoyed it more than you two because i was watching it with my significant other and we were just having a hollering time of making fun of the movie as it was going one and a half for me yeah i don't, don't love this five, movie. Don't, don't say five stars. <laughs> don't, you, don't you fucking do it. And don't give stealth it, us here, buddy. Come on. I, I give it two stars. I understand that it's a terrible movie, but I can <laughs> still love it. I know. And it's funny because you mentioned that because along with that, like I, if I had seen this in theaters, like with the boys and we were laughing and throwing popcorn at the screen and shit, like it'd be good. So that brings Tokyo Drift in at an official 1.8 stars, making it the second worst Fast and the Furious movie by our standards. Fast and Furious still gets the worst at 1.3 stars. God, that movie was bad. All right. Now, let's get past that little Star Glazer thing. Let's go to the rankings. How How dare you try to just wash over the staple of the fake movie experts and our star glazing. All right. Yeah, that's the most important part. I apologize. Uh, we got cruise villains, cars, action sets, highest and overall movie. Oh, so let's start off with cruise. Uh, for previous movies, we have five, one, six, two, and four. Where would you put Tokyo's crew? I'm going to put it above four just yeah. because it actually has a crew. We don't get to establish anything with them, but at least there is a crew there. So I'm going to go above four. I'm 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 also on board with that. That's a that's sound logic. That's how I feel. I was going to put it at last because we don't get we don't know any of their names. They do there say literally at one is point. no crew in four, Joe. Exactly. Well, there is none in three here. Yes, there is a crew. No. Yeah. They literally yeah. all get together and build a car. It's just none of them get lines. Yeah, that's different. Let's go to the villains, shall we? We have Gina Carano's Twitter account, Shaw, Reyes, Johnny Tran, Braga and Phoenix, and Carter. So where does DK go into the crew uh, villains? You go first, Keith. Oh, geez. Okay, so what do we got? We got five, one, four, two. It, it's um, it's six, one, 
Karana's Twitter is the joke, but in reality, it's six one. Uh, wait, six five one four, and then too fast. Um, that's above two, below four. So my take, immature- my, my take as well. Carter so, is just such a piece of shit. So DK is moving on up. All right. Cars, we have four, six, five, one, and two. Because there's no Suki. God, I love the cars in this movie, though. The cars are pretty sick in this movie. I thought they were cool. In this they're movie. finally learning because one and two, they're just, they're just fucking Hondas. <laughs> what was the, give me the order one more time, Joe. Uh, fast and Furious, so four, six, five, one, and two. I'll put it above six. Whoa. So you want in second place? That's like place. second place? Damn. Yeah. They're, I just love the cars in this one. Like, they're all beautiful. They all, like, get to be cool in it. Han's car is fucking gorgeous. I'll go two as well. I thought they're great in this one. Okay. I, I was going to put mine um, below five, above one. So you would have it in fourth place. Yeah. We're jumping up two spots. We'll make it two. Same. All right, we have action sets. We have five, six, one, four, and two. As um, I have written down here, the race in the uh, remodeled homes, uh, the drifting race in the beginning with Sean and DK, the training montage with Sean drifting, and then the final chase scene. Uh. uh the action shit in this movie it, to me it's the worst it's at the bottom i i agree yep agreed <laughs> boring i was looking at my phone <laughs> heist five two four one and six is there a heist in this movie much like six there is no heist so i'm gonna tie it six and tokyo are the same because uh, there is no heist hans uh hans steals the hearts of those lovely ladies with that cool drift move. He makes a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to put that above six then? No, I'm not. I'm making it last. We're tying yeah, it's with last. six. It's last. I was, yeah. I was making a joke. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> All right. So we'll have it tied for last. So, boys, overall movie, five, one, six, two, and four. Where do you guys put Tokyo Drift? If I'm rewatching, if I'm like hey i want to watch a uh fast and the furious movie but for some reason five and one are not in my options to rewatch. i'm gonna fucking pop on tokyo drift it is number three for me damn for me i will have it behind two too fast so that would put it right now it would be it it's the second to last for you Second to last, yep. Behind in front of Fast and Furious, so four. I so agree Keith, with Joe on this one. I yep. agree with Joe. Joe. Two two is much better. How dare. Thank you. <laughs> this is this is not stealth all over again. Stealth we still is say, a great movie. Dude, we still say we hungry. We hungry. Yeah, we still we say that because of Ejecto Cito, cuz. Yeah. This movie could have used a little bit of Tyrese in it. Yeah. It did. It tried to give us Bow Wow. 
Yeah, the the yeah, there's like the musician character. <laughs> yeah. So boys, we're moving on in this franchise as we're moving to Furious Seven. Okay. We're we're getting rid of the Fast and Furious and now I'm just calling it Furious Seven. This is sort of a jump off point now, but like from six to seven, like the name is changing, where like the, the vibe changes. It gets they become like bigger scale, sort of like big I, I can't remember if they still do heist or not. It's like the, the stakes get the stakes are higher now in these newer movies. In in a way, in a way, but I don't think there's that big of a heist in this one. As we're yeah. getting into these final ones, I I remember not loving Furious Seven, but really liking it. I'm not really looking forward to watching The Fate of the Furious or Hobbs and Shaw before we get to Fast 9. I know I fucking hate Hobbs and Shaw. I cannot wait. I don't remember enough about Fate of the Furious if I liked it or didn't enough. Same here. But I will tell you, spoil this for you guys. We're over two hours for this movie. So two hours and almost 20 minutes. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Keith, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's not a tight 90, huh? <laughs> not tight 90. Not anymore. We're not in tight 90 anymore. Yeah. So, if uh, you couldn't listen to us live this week, you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com to find all of our great stuff. You can also follow us all on all, every social media since we're on that. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm going to openly weep as Wiz Khalifa plays off Brian. (laughs) 